Hi, I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that wondered why it was so hard to make friends as we got older. Join us each week on Bask in Friendship as we explore friendship themes and tips on forging better bonds. We believe female friendships are going to save the world. Welcome to Bask in Friendship. Our hope is that this podcast has given you a few things to think about, a little reassurance, and some general warm and fuzzies about all of your female friends and the female friends that you don't have yet. Yay! There is no denying we need those friends more now than ever. And what's great about what we're working on, this app to help women meet their next friend, their next real friend, it's that we can head into warm, fuzzy land whenever we want. But then we also learn a ton from the guests we have on the podcast. And today is no different. I think we both realized over the past couple months that real, deep female friendship in a lot of ways are similar to those real, deep other relationships in our lives, like with our family or maybe with our significant other. There's a good need for communication, for vulnerability, for trust and openness. The list goes on and on. But how do we get there? How do female friendships unfold? Since unlike romantic relationships, there isn't this aim towards a long-term commitment. And there isn't that ease like there is with family. Yeah. And uh, even though even with family, that's not always the case Anyway, but yeah, what is it that makes those real female friendships just the best thing in the world? The relationships that will get you through the difficult times, that will celebrate with you, that will find joy with you. You know, since all good relationships seem to be this two-way and mutual space, then that obviously means you and I were each half of that real amazing female friendship. Geez, that means I have quite a bit of input into each friendship that I have. (laughs) Yeah, reality check. (laughs) Have you ever stopped to think more about how you show up to your friends, especially the friends that maybe haven't hit totally epic friend status, but you're en route to there? I've recently noticed that in the beginning of a relationship, I am very aware of how much I give and how much there's give and take in the relationship. But as time passes, there's, so to use Sally's term, there's money in the friend bank and I pay less and less attention to that give and take, which maybe isn't always the best course. Um, This serves as a great reminder for me to do some checking in on how we show up in our old relationships too. Totally. I've definitely thought about that. I think anytime I feel the warm fuzzies towards an acquaintance and it feels like it might be mutual, I do think about how I show up and how much I want to reach over into their half and show some love. I mean, it's not easy, but I also think that I also think that might be what it takes that not easy thing, the vulnerability, right? Maybe. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Um, Why don't we pull in an expert on this? We're so excited about our guest today, Neela Konzen. Neela is a Hamburg, Germany based holistic life coach. She has a PhD in consumer behavior. She's a yoga teacher, a passionate teacher, and committed coach that aims to help women discover their inner wisdom to lead their own life. Welcome, Neela. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. 
Mila, we are so glad you're here. Um, we'd love to hear more about why you became a life coach and why you are so committed to help women thrive. Yeah. So um, I'm Mila. I'm a multi-passionate, curious being from Germany, as a city called Hamburg, that's in the north. I'm also a sister, a daughter, and of course, a friend, apart from um, my business of being a holistic life coach. And the reason I decided to support women on their own journey home to themselves, to their own inner guidance systems, their own inner wisdom, is because of my own history, um, my own past. I've suffered uh, with a severe eating disorder for many years. Uh, so that path has led me over the last decade really um, to studying psychology, um, but then eventually ending that job and um, including more and more holistic tools into my work. So I decided to um, study yoga and ancient wisdom and I recently completed a degree in nutrition as well. So um, that is why I yeah, try to include all that I've learned and experienced over the last couple of years into my own holistic framework of well-being, healing, wholeness, and transformation. That's amazing. That's quite the journey that's brought you to where you are today. Thank you for sharing. Um, so as we start to think about how women show up in their friendships, what can you share with our listeners about getting them to think about themselves as part of their relationships and being true to who they are? Yeah, so I believe it always starts with being really honest with ourselves. So knowing who we are comes before knowing how we can show up in friendships, in my opinion, because how could we ever be present for another human being without knowing our own values and knowing our own beliefs about what makes a friendship meaningful? You know, once we know what we expect from others uh, by knowing what we truly need, what we desire and what we want, it is so much easier to just um, find those people and connect to those souls who um, align to your own values and your desires. So it's like a both, both, you know, it's like a win-win situation for both of you. When you are true to yourself, um, that also gives others the permission to be honest um, with themselves, but also share honestly about how they feel. And it all comes back to what you talked about in, in the beginning of uh, this episode about vulnerability, you know, being able to share what's on your heart, but also providing the space for others to do the same. Do you have any um, suggestions on how to do that? So say I, I do feel true to myself and I, I know a little bit more about who I am. How do I get started with that openness and vulnerability yeah. to be present with a friend? Yeah, that's a, a really good question because, you know, um, I believe before giving any advice or sharing anything that's currently on your heart, um, why don't we start with asking better questions? So a simple trick would be instead of asking, how are you doing? Um, what about asking what's currently on your heart? What color does your heart have today? It, it goes deeper than 
simply trying to to um, receive a, uh, an answer like, oh, well, I'm doing fine, which is usually not all of the truth. I love that. And, and what happens if when you ask what's on their heart, um, they're really unhappy? Like, how, how, what does it mean to hold space? And, and how can we help a friend that might be really in, in a tough spot or um, really working through something difficult? Are there any tactics that you have about how we might help a friend that yeah, really so, needs support? Yeah, so holding space, I believe, is an art. And it's also like a muscle um, that we can train. Um, what, I, what I like, like to talk about is um, the art of compassionate listening, which is to listen with only one purpose, to help the other um, empty their own hearts from suffering. So, you know, oftentimes without trying to give anything a useful and information, what about we take a step back and just try to be there with one another that can look like sitting on the ground together, going through a difficult emotion um, without saying anything, because we, we usually know what we need. But we just need another person to be able to sit with us through whatever we're going through right now. And that's the same when it comes to feelings like joy and pleasure. You know, they're so much deeper once we are able to share them with one another. Yeah, and just knowing that we are not alone in our sadness. We are not alone, even though we might be stuck at home even though we might be going through something really, really difficult. I think by sharing our shared uh, and common humanity, it is easier to acknowledge the pain within um, us as we, are going, as we are witnessing the pain in another. That's such an important lesson. I have a question on the kind of the flip side of this, because it's one thing to hold space for a friend. And I think that everything you shared was a wonderful tip on how. My question is, there's there's the other part of vulnerability, which is the bravery to show up, right? Because it's very scary and uncomfortable for a lot of people to let their whole selves be seen, right? It's a lot easier to say, I'm fine, than it is mm -hmm. to say, well, actually, blah, 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 and everything's not going well, and the tears come. Do you have any tips for, for people trying to build that bravery muscle in, in showing up authentically and not feeling judged and feeling comfortable being them whole, their whole selves? Mm -hmm. I think it always starts with validation. So acknowledging someone else's internal experience, which doesn't mean that we have to agree. It doesn't mean approving. It just means, okay, I see you. I see you, I hear you, and I'm here for you. Those three simple words and sentences are mostly enough for someone else to just soften. So once they soften, we can um, continue by asking, okay, so what does, does this experience make it so hard? And also acknowledging that there's always a both end. We as human beings, we are able to hold so much more than just one emotion at once. So of course, there can be sadness. But at the same time, we can also 
guide another human being uh, to see all the good things that are already there. What are you currently grateful for? What is working? What doesn't? Um, is there anything else that you can acknowledge um, apart from um, this pain you are currently experiencing? Of course, there's sadness. That's the validation part. But then what's another thing you, you can appreciate in your life right now? That's so beautiful, Neela. And I'm curious um, if you can share, like based on your experience going through a really difficult time, how your friends showed up for you, if they did, and, and maybe even what that, that um, helped you learn in the process of having friends sort of on the flip side of a difficult time or on the other half of the relationship of a difficult time and what that's taught you about friendship. Yeah, I think, you know, what friend my friends really taught me when I was going through a really, really tough time in my own life is that I didn't need them to understand me. I just wanted them to see me. I just wanted to, I, I didn't need any advice because I think when it comes to especially mental and physical health struggles and um, yeah, something really severe like an eating disorder or any kind of addiction, um, it's really important to get professional help and also see where um, friends need to set boundaries. I just needed my friends to be there with me, to see me and say, Nila, you are not alone. I didn't need them to give me any advice because first of all, I knew almost everything they uh, were going to tell me anyways. Uh, but also I wanted to separate my friendships from the work I did with my therapist and the work that I did um, yeah, with professionals. So I think that's also a really important part of um, healthy relationships in general, but also friendships to know um, what, what part um, you can uh, take and what where you, you have to set healthy boundaries. Yeah. Such good stuff. Do, were you explicit? Like, do you find being explicit about your boundaries helpful? Or did you have to kind of stumble your way through through it to be able to learn that you had to stand up more? Mm, I think it's all a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And um, it wasn't easy for me at times to not get any guidance uh, towards where I needed to go. I had to figure out a lot of stuff my, on my own. But I think that also taught me that eventually my life is in my own hands. And it's like, um, I like to call this a brutal truth. It's beautiful, but it's also really brutal in a way, because we, we are only ever um, able to change ourselves. Um, and no one is ever gonna change how we show up, how we behave, how we react, respond in this in this world, in this lifetime. Um, and we can never change another human being. So we are responsible for our own life. We are responsible for our own boundaries. Um, but th that doesn't mean that we uh, shouldn't let ourselves be seen uh, in our wholeness and that we shouldn't 
be open uh, towards um, connecting to new people, um, even and especially when we might believe that we may not be understood. So if, if we're um, maybe just getting started with a friendship or like I mentioned earlier, this, um, you know, we, we kind of see someone, they see us, we want to go deeper. Like, how can we do that? Knowing that we can't control the other person, we can only control us. Like what, what can we do? Um, what, what works for you in wanting to go deeper with a friend? I think it's really helpful. Um, again, connecting back to what I said in the beginning of this episode is knowing who you are, knowing your own values and knowing also the things that you're passionate about and not being afraid to share some of your weirdnesses and your flaws. I think, you know, once we are able to share uh, what makes us, let's say, special or unique, it's easier for others uh, to find a space where they feel welcome to express more of what makes them special. For example, I, when I'm honestly sharing about my past, about my struggles uh, with my eating disorders, it's, it, it's easier to find people who start telling me about their own um, struggles. So that's how I believe we can really connect on a much deeper level than just saying um, our names, our professions, uh, what we like, what we dislike, really sharing parts uh, of ourselves. It sounds like that has a lot to do with like either challenges or struggles or maybe overcoming um, difficult times and, and how how your life has evolved to, to who you are today, like carrying that past with you to be able to share it um, and, and, you know, being open and honest with someone else about how you formed, how you got here, how you evolved to here. I mean, it almost sounds like the exercise of developing a deeper knowledge and set of values about yourself could also be beneficial in how you connect with one another um, or with another friend in, in general, right? Like the act of doing the work to understand what you value gives you those like beautiful, unique tidbits that make you you in order to share with somebody else. Yes, exactly. And, you know, especially during this age of social media where we connect through a screen and we show, we we see all these people like sharing their um, golden sites. Uh, we believe it's like uh, that we are the only ones struggling or that we are the only ones, yeah, that are going through something really rough and which is indeed, of course, we should know that this isn't true. Yeah, that, that highlight reel can be really harmful because it doesn't feel, it's superficial, right? It doesn't get to the essence of someone who, who they really are. Do you, um, did you have to build up to feeling, because like when you said, when you did your intro, I think it was so lovely that you were like, this is my experience and you were very matter of fact about it. Um, did you always feel that comfortable or is this, is there something you learned like through your professional training? Is it, you know, lived experience or 
informed by your professional training that you learn to be so authentic and to show up and to say these things matter of factly? Hmm. I think it's a combination of both and also the addition of time. It's taken me a long time and I see this really weird trend in modern society about always wanting to fix something immediately. So maybe also in an, a reminder for your listeners to take your time but make the best out of it. So it was a both and it was a lived experience. Um, of course, also my professional background supported me a lot. I think the reason for starting to dig into psychology was because there was this inner longing to know myself better, um, which eventually led me to quitting my job as a PhD student in Switzerland and then moving to Bali for six months to do my first yoga teacher training. And that is where my true healing, healing journey began. It was when I returned inward. And after coming back, I was then more able to show part of myself that I was previously never able to, to share with anyone. So I deepened my friendships and I really thought about who are those female friendships and friends that stay in my life and who are those who are not able to see me now um, as me showing up fully. I just love hearing that journey because it's like, again, it's another layer of you sharing. And I, I love hearing that because that's a little bit of an unexpected turn, right? And it it just gives you so much more depth and, and more, more things for people to connect with you on that. Not yeah, that, sh that shared humanity, right? That, that you mentioned earlier, Neela. It's like really beautiful and um, opens up lines of connection that, we didn't know were even available to be opened. Yeah. So, so as we think about getting deeper and supporting our friends, um, and we're not really like a tips podcast. I was thinking about this earlier, but we know how much wisdom you do have. So if you just have a few suggestions, let's call it for our listeners on, on how to show up right now, like today, um, how to get that closer connection. And you, you've already obviously highlighted a few of them, but if you just summarize them for our listeners, we'd love that. Yeah, sure. So I can give you listeners a couple of tips. So first of all, I would start by validation and normalizing your friend's reaction. So this could sound like it's okay to feel frustrated about what you're currently going through. Without the need to agree, just being there with this person saying, that's okay, it's valid. And then another nice suggestion would be to give verbal and a body language um, cues. So for example, instead of saying anything, just mumble something like, yes, uh-huh, I see. You know, it's this also part of validation. And also make them feel really comfortable by your presence by re being in a relaxed state your, yourself, like rolling your shoulders, making eye contact and um, turning your body towards them instead of away. 
Another great advice, if you want to go a little bit deeper, is to ask clarifying questions. So after the validation part, like that sounds rough, you could continue by asking, how did that make you feel? Um, and when you want to dig a little bit deeper, you can then go to asking to name their feelings and their experience. So making suggestions like, you seem really hurt. Is that right? Is there anything else you can feel? Apart from the pain, the grief, the hurt, the, the sorrow. And another great tip would be to repeat their words back to them. So what I'm hearing is that you were angry when I didn't call you back or when your partner um, responded in that way. Is that right? And I would say an extra last little tip for your listeners is to talk less and listen more. Listening is such a powerful tool when it comes to deepening your friendships because you are then validating their emotions without the need to agree to those. And even if you have some words of wisdom to share, it's almost always better to let the other person just talk it out and through. So don't interrupt. Give them your ears and your full attention. Um, sometimes silence, active and not passive, can be the best indicator that we are giving space to just be and feel. Mila, that was beautiful. Thank you. So many great takeaways. That was more than a few. Um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. We love talking with you. Um, for listeners, if you liked getting deep with us today, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us a note if you and a friend want to share your friendship story with a broader audience. Until next time, this is Baskin Friendship. <laughs>